0: When you're trying to build a real estate business, you don't have any time to waste on some time-sucking volunteer board membership or committee. Or do you? Welcome to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. This week on the podcast, we're going to be talking about one of the most underutilized marketing angles out there. So We all know, you know, print marketing, we know audio, we know video, social, all sorts of, there's a million different ways to market in the classic and traditional sense. There is one angle on marketing that I I am so surprised that so few people really understand. And that is what I call, and I didn't make this name up by the way, but civic marketing, civic marketing. So I was first introduced to the idea of civic marketing in the book "Off the Wall Marketing Ideas" by Nancy Michaels and ooh, there's a co-author in there. I will get it. Well, I will put that in the show notes. So this—it's kind of funny. The the book was written, I think, in 1999. So there's not one mention of any online, digital, nothing digital at all was in there. And I thought it was very interesting because actually. The book still has the principles of this book are still very much applicable because it's really more it's about theory as much as it is about execution and it really became the foundation of how I think about marketing today and um, it's it's been <clears throat> a wonderful resource. So anyway, one of the chapters in there is about called quote civic marketing, and it goes beyond. So when you think of that, like, oh, okay, you want me to get on, like, the PTA or, uh, you know, some town, city council board or whatever, like, community thing. and Like, I know how much time those things take. Like, you know, you watched your mother do PTA or whatever. Like, I am new. I can barely keep my head on straight. I don't have time to be out there selling cookies. Like, I, I'm not doing that. And I completely understand that. And there is a wrong way from a marketing, also from just a general community, you know, contribution uh, perspective, there's a wrong way to do it. And I'm here to tell you the right way and the way that has worked so well for me. So we all know that all real estate is local, right? You need to be the mayor of your town. You need to know the ins and the outs. You need to be known by everybody, not just anybody, by everybody. And, and there's a few ways you can do that. And one is to get involved with what is going on in your world locally, which turns out to be uh, not only a great way to build your business, but it's, it's, it's hella fun. I actually love it. Um, So I have, I'm a member of, I have been a member of a number of different boards. So I do about $30 million of business a year here on Cape Cod with my partner, Jeff Klontz. And I've got a family, I've got a husband, I've got dogs, like I have a life and I'm still able to do this. And I'm on three or four boards and committees and I find time for all of them. I'm on Rotary, I am on uh, a nonprofit, uh, cancer-related charity locally. I am on a land trust locally. And for 10 years, I was a beach committee member and I, I'm you know, very involved in town politics and whatnot. And this has been a wonderful way to meet people, develop relationships, and also just sort of show people what your character is all about. And not and really kind of put your money where your mouth is when you talk about loving your town and loving your community. That you need to demonstrate that love, and that is part of why it works so well you're visible people see you out there and you are really following through with what you say if you're like, oh i love my town so much yeah well show me okay i get my van out on the side of the road with the name of my company on the side hashtag vanny white out on the road and we're picking up trash on earth day when we did our you know all-time cleanup we signed up as volunteers that's just one example um, but it was because I am part of uh, the, de- the the land trust for my town, and I you know knew about that and was able to uh, participate enthusiastically. So I told you there's a wrong way to do it. The wrong way to do it is to get on boards, whatever, the first thing that comes up, whether you like it or not, and to go and just sit there and not participate and not really connect with anybody and and, and not necessarily even have much of a, you know, not really be into the particular thing that's there. If you're just kind of checking a box and showing up, you know who those people are. So that's the wrong way to do it. You don't want to just be warming a seat. But if you if you don't follow my rules, you'll end up as a, a seat warmer. And that is what happened. Probably many of us listening right now have gotten involved in something like some time suck volunteer board membership. Like, ugh. Um, this can be so fruitful and a really fun referral marketing strategy. It's honestly one of my favorite things to do. Especially for me, I'm a very social person, so I like being in I like having these conversations. But the really cool thing is on boards, on these, you know, nonprofit boards and committees, there's really room for every type of person and I often say to my introvert friends who are like, "Oh, I just can't be out there." you know, making the phone calls and I just small talk, all this stuff. I just, I'm really good sort of in smaller situations, a board membership that is actually visible in the community is a wonderful place for an introvert. You can sit, you can listen, you can contribute. It really is, but also wonder wonderful for an extrovert as well. I just think it's kind of good for everybody, but if you want to get the most out of it and, and spend your time wisely, you need to follow two rules and three strategies. So here are the rules. Number one, choose strategically. This is part of your business building marketing strategy. So you can't just be like, I don't know that one. You got to think about who do you want to build relationships with? Who in your community is most likely to need the specific kind of service that you offer? So for me, my niche is downsizing and People who are downsizing usually are retired and want to have a smaller house. The kids have moved out of the house and now they're getting involved in what? What are they getting involved in? What are the organizations that retired people in my community are getting involved with? So that's where I looked. So you find out what they care about and where they spend their time and money. You want to be there. Be there with them, also spending your time and your money. By the way, we're going to get to that, which is number two whatever organization you get involved with whether it's a school board a nonprofit whatever it is you have to believe in the mission so yes part of this is building your business and this you know this is very normal very common it, it's very fruitful for the organizations as well to have active business people. on their boards. It's a win-win situation. So there's nothing wrong with being strategic about choosing which organization and which people you want to be around. However, the second side of that is you also have to believe in their mission and be willing to spend your time, your money, and your talent on it. So if you are a good writer, then you need to be someone who's like, hey, I'll I'll write that. Uh, If you're uh, good at networking in general, like, oh, I'll make some connections for you on that. You go and you, you're going to have to show up to their events and you're going to participate and you're going to be active and you're going to engage. You're going to engage with your fellow board members. You're going to engage with the organization as a whole and you're going to bring value. Otherwise, everybody knows you're just there for you. And that is not how it is done, my friends. All right. So those are the two rules. Choose strategically and believe in the mission. You have to be able to buy into what you're doing and contribute. So what are the strategies? The strategies to get the most out of the time that you volunteer and you are going to spend time, talent, and treasure on these things. But they are, if they are invested carefully, they will yield returns. All right. So strategy number one is the give back. And this is what you do you go to the leadership of the organization, or if it's not the leader, the actual official leader, go to the, find the biggest mouth in that, in that organization and let them know, hey, listen, I'm not sure if you realize this, but whenever I do business with someone in, an, in our organization, I give back part of my commission to our organization and you don't need to give giant piles. It can be a hundred bucks every time you do a deal with some referral from the organization or someone within the organization. Here's the hard part. You're going to say that, but you can't tell them to tell the world. You just have to put it out there. You have to know that it, it might die right there with that person, or they may bring it up and talk to other people. You hope they will. You can remind them every once in a while, but for all you know, that, going to get in the monthly newsletter and all their members are like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know they had a realtor on their board. She seems so nice. She and I share values. We both care about the same thing. I'll give her a call. Maybe she's the person I'd like to work with. So you never know where it's going to go. And you have to really be unattached to that. Because if you start being like, Hey, can you put that in the newsletter? Then nah, you start, you look a little bit cheesy and um, I don't know. That doesn't feel right to me. Our second strategy. The namesake, this is super fun and I have done this and it, it is, has become one of, <laughs> one of my most fun um, ways to market and get brand awareness out there for me. So uh, I have a martini drink named after me, funny story. So my partner Jeff and I after closings often go to a local wine bar and gallery called Harvest. And it is just like a hip hop happening place in our town. And we love it, it's got a great vibe and really good people. Great wines, great drinks, great munchies, all that stuff. Great art too. Um, And so we, we have been going there quite a bit. And after one uh, session, we were talking with Annie, who was the head bartender at the time, and my friend. Like, we should make a drink up, let's make up a drink. Over a few days, going back and forth, talking to each other, we invented a drink called the Cape House Martini, and, which is vodka. It's a vodka, grapefruit, muddled mint concoction that we had. Actually, we were stirring it with a vanilla bean. It was really fancy. Um, so we did, we created it, and, and uh, so they did it as a special. And I was, like, I was like, I feel weird calling it the Cape House Martini. I feel like, I don't know, it was just too self serving You know, probably, I would probably do so much more business if I wasn't such a baby about uh, self-promotion, but anyway. I said it's not enough to just call it the k Martini. Let's do a let's do a thing where if someone orders it, I'll give money to the land trust, the local land trust. And then I was like, hey, that feels really good. So anytime someone orders this drink, tags me on social, I give five bucks to the land trust. So it's like a win-win-winity win-win, right? Like I get a little love, the bar gets some love, the trust gets some love, and The customer gets a really good drink, by the way. It's so yummy. And this has been going on so long now. There is a Cape House 2.0. The drink is so popular, it made it to their regular menu. So the 2.0, they now start doing the drink uh, with gin. And I just talked to the uh, general manager last week. We have a Cape House 3.0 in the works with, well, I'm not even gonna tell you all the new stuff because we're gonna do a big launch. Uh, but it's just so cool. And look where that's gone. I get all this wonderful recognition. I get to partner with people that I like. And you guys, it's a martini. Like, who doesn't love that? <laughs> and um, this year, I also um, am partnering with a local coffee roaster. And we are doing a coffee blend. And it's called the Cape House Blend. And we went over over to the um, roaster a few times and we created this blend together. We did these tastings, it was really fun and it's coming out pretty soon. And for this one, we're gonna donate money to uh, the Housing Assistance Corporation, which is a local, uh, it's a local nonprofit dedicated to housing security for our local Cape Codders. And it does wonderful things to prevent homelessness, but also helps with first time home buyers, Home buyer and seller education. I I mean, talk about aligned values. And so again, everybody wins. The roaster wins. Three fins coffee roasters, they win. Uh, hack wins. I win. And the customer is getting a really nice coffee bean BT dubs. They do not mess around there. It is good stuff. So the namesake, I highly recommend you do that. But you have to remember And if you're going to do it my way, it's not just going to be self-serving. Oh, I'm going to go get a sandwich named after me so everybody knows me. So what? You've got to connect it to a cause. That's the civic part of this marketing piece. Okay, that was the second strategy. Third strategy. This is another super fun thing. This is something that I did. I have done for a few of my buyer clients. So here's something you need to know. A lot of the business that I do for buyers, the buyer end of my business is uh, many second homeowners. And a lot of people who are buying second homes on Cape Cod have, have are, you know, they've, they're well off and they got well off because they worked their butts off. These are people who have made great sacrifices their whole lives in order to get where they are. And now they're coming into town and they are spending a lot of money on a beautiful second home. And they really want, so you're like, what do you give a, what do you give rich people for a gift? And I'm like, that's the dumbest question in the world. Cause then gifts become just, just a material thing. No, you got to think about what does, what do they really want and need? What problem can you solve for this person? Well, I'll tell you what, when I have people coming in from out of town to buy their second home, you know what they want? They want to feel like they belong. They don't want to feel like an out-of-towner. They want to feel like part of the community. That's what they want. And how do you buy that, right? Well, I'll tell you how you buy that. Uh, you do a townie bucket list. And this is oh my goodness, so much fun. So this one particular buyer, it's like sort of like VIP gift certificates, I guess. So I gave my buyer client five envelopes to be hand-delivered at their convenience to five business owners in town. So I picked five businesses I thought that they would appreciate. Um, and I know the owners or the managers at each of these places. They cannot open the envelope until they get to the establishment. So now, first of all, I am taking, by, by necessity, I am driving my client into a new business, in, into a local business. So right there, I am putting a new person into one of my friend's establishments. So that's a win. They hand the envelope over to the to the business owner or manager. They open it. And, the, and then they tell you, oh, you know what this is. So all right, so let's say one of the places I sent them to was my hair salon. So they go over to the hair salon, they open the envelope, and what's in there? Mom gets a free blowout. Woo woo woo! Kids can go somewhere else because mom's getting her hair done. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So right there and then my client gets to sit down and just get her hair done for free. Isn't that awesome? And then they open the next one that's at the candy store, and there's three $5 bills where the the three kids get to go blow it on candy at the candy store. And you got to know that I included an envelope to harvest where my drink is. I mean, duh. So they open that and they see they're getting two Cape martinis. But the really cool part about it is not only are they getting something, I am introducing them to the business owners. They're giving it to that actual person. What is better than becoming a, quote, regular or, you know, I'll order the usual. That makes you feel like you belong in this town, like you're part of something. You know something that maybe other people don't. And you are on the ends because of your towny bucket list that I did. So now again, everybody is winning in this. Client gets to know the local business and the business owner. Business owner gets a new business and I get so much love. Everybody loves it. They just get so excited and like, are you kidding me? I feel like I win the most in that one. Super fun, civic marketing. You gotta send people to these businesses. And if they happen to post about it on social, which by the way, they do, then great. But you can't be attached to what they do. You just have to be hope that everybody appreciates it and has a good time. And by the way, when you think when it was time for that salon owner's brother to buy and sell, who do you think got the two million dollar call? Yeah, this kid. That's right. I've done so much business with all of these people too, because they are like we love you. This is great. We know you, we trust you. So now I'm the person that they call and I love it because I love them too. So I have these great relationships with clients that I know, love, care about, and all that good stuff, which is part of why I am the happiest person in real estate, you guys. It's no joke. I hope you got a lot out of that. This is this is civic marketing. Two rules and three strategies. First rule is choose strategically. Second rule is buy in to what they are doing. You got to believe in it. The three strategies are the give back, the namesake and the bucket list or scavenger hunt, whatever you want to call it. If you use those, you will win just like I am winning. And you just might one day fight me for the title of the happiest person in real estate. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Happiest Person in Real Estate podcast. I'm your host, Katie Clancy, the happiest person in real estate. For more insights about how you can fight me for that title, come see me at katieclancy.com.